0: We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture.
1: And pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show on Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM.
0: You can't handle the truth. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Here's Johnny. (laughs) You're gonna need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Wanna hear the most annoying sound in the world?
1: Hello and welcome to Unscripted. This is Cecilia. No, it's not. It's <laughs> Rachel. So, see, we don't sound alike. I just had to impersonate her and yeah. I totally didn't sound like her at all. Not a bit. No. Uh, I have Lewis across the road from me. Not across the road, across the desk yeah. from me. And Cecilia's not in today because she um, she knee dropped a spider and has injured her knee. I'm not
0: sure exactly no, that she we kn- really she know. knee dropped the spider, but I liked. It. She said she injured her knee, so I'm just like putting two and two together mm-hmm. and assuming that means that she like WWE style uh, knee dropped the spider. Yeah, because
1: uh, she did say in the message she had hurt her knee. Yeah. killing a spider. Yeah, so like
0: it's not a big yeah. it's not a big stretch to think that she uh, you know Rick flared it up and and decided to just uh, drop a knee on a spider
1: or. Um, Did she just go to step on it and she slipped forward on some tiled floor and and hurt her knee that
0: way? That's a possibility. Uh, It could also be that it was a very big spider because we do live in Australia Yeah. uh, and it could have just kicked her in the knee. Oh, look,
1: it's possible. Yeah. Um, but normally those big spiders are not um, venomous, right? Yeah, not really. Like a huntsman, they're bloody ugly, yeah. but they can't do anything to you. No,
0: they they, they can just like look. Yeah, you know, they they put their little things up, and you go, oh, oh my um, god! Yeah, actually, oh, I you just, just got you chills. Just got, you, did, did, you, you saw it, didn't you? <laughs> my impression was so good <laughs> that you just like got scared by my spider impression with my my little front legs going up. Yes. I did. Yeah.
1: I've unfortunately, um, I think Bryce is now scared of spiders because I. Don't like them. So uh, he's like, why are there so many spiders? And I'm like, I don't know. That's, that's Australia for you. We and I have to tell <laughs> him you don't kill them because they're taking care of other bugs. So, you know, you just stay away. Exactly. <sighs> so, yeah. But anyway, it's all good. <laughs> Unless it's a dirty great big red back in your house that you can't Pick up and just squish
0: it. Yeah, red redbacks are not great. They'll they'll kill you. Well, they probably will not kill you, but they make you, very you sick. sick. They might kill your dog, uh, which you don't want to happen. Or so, you can't. Yeah, yeah, but they
1: um they generally don't come inside. We've I've never seen a redback inside.
0: No, no always
1: they, in the shed.
0: Yeah, they like to stay outside. Yeah, if you had an outside laby, they'll they like to stay in there. Uh, yeah, you know, if you if you've got uh you know dog kennels, go check out the dog kennels to make sure because in the corners they like to mm. go in the corners. So we're just freaking out everyone with arachnophobia right you, now. We are. I apologise.
1: I had a dream about snakes the other night. I don't know what that's supposed to mean and I, I know people hate it when you. no one wants to hear other people's dreams. But mm. anyway, I woke myself up from the dream. I w- In my dream I was at someone's house and they had a poisonous – um, snake at their house and I'm like you know what I don't think I'm going to stay over and they're like oh no it's fine he's like he's friendly it's fine and I'm like do you lock him away in like a different room so he doesn't leave oh no no he just roams the house and he's venomous (laughs) I'm like oh yeah don't don't want to be here and so I woke up I'm like how can I get away from this snake I know I'll wake up yeah that's a good idea so that sorted that out (laughs) yeah
0: yeah. Do you? Because uh, I know uh, Cecilia is a, a lucid dreamer and can like you know, know she's in a dream and can mm. you know, control what she's doing. Did do, do you do the same thing or is it?
1: No, you know? unfortunately not. Mm. That was just luck, I right. guess. Um, a good way to to leave a dream. Yeah. is just to go nope out of it. Uh, but yeah, I can't. I, I'm not freaky like Cecilia.
0: Yeah. So sometimes I, I have a dream and like you just go, what the hell is going on? This is making no sense whatsoever. But never connecting the fact it's a dream.
1: Yeah. Yeah. None of, none of them make sense. Mm. It's just, they're just there. Yeah. There's some kind of processing
0: system <laughs> for the brain. Very true, very true. Mm. But um, you and I uh, went and uh, not not uh, dreamt. We did go into other worlds in the last week when we uh, mm. got in front of the the big screen. Um, we actually saw. Sorry. We actually saw two movies this week. And one of them, uh, that was uh, the theme song too. Uh, and uh, the other one was Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Uh, mm. So we speak about that tonight. The other film that we saw, um, we're not going to speak about it in depth because it actually doesn't come out until January the 1st. Yeah, New Year's uh,
1: Day, mate.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so uh, that one is a Ghostbusters Afterlife, the new Ghostbusters sequel. Uh, Uh, that is directed by uh, Jason Reitman Mm. Um, because his father, Ivan Reitman, was the guy who directed the original Ghostbusters back in the day.
1: I I was going through IMDb last night um, through the trivia and obviously don't do that unless you've seen the movie. Um, But one of the things was like, uh, trivia fact, the director of this is the son of director of the original one. It's like yeah, I know. Um, you would have to be living under a rock not to know this but then I realised that people um, may be coming to see this and have never seen the original.
0: Possibly, Which would yeah. be
1: very weird Yeah, do, but do, it is what it is. Yeah,
0: this is a, a sequel to the original Ghostbusters 1 and 2 so watch the original Ghostbusters 1 and 2. If you haven't seen it in a while, definitely go back and re-watch it just to refresh yourself and I think you'll get more out of Ghostbusters Afterlife and yeah. you've got over a month to do it, so I'm not giving you a lot of homework. I'm just like, yeah, you know, giving you a little bit. So yeah,
1: it's like it's one movie, yeah, or like two do if the, you feel like no, it.
0: No, no, do do both. Do both. You know,
1: I I haven't rewatched the second one. Um, I don't know in years uh-huh. because uh, Bryce loves the first one, so we've watched it recently and we've watched it many times. Uh-huh. Um, but. Yeah, I think the second one's too scary for him, so I haven't rewatched it. Yeah. I found it creepy. It's it's the creepy little dude from Ally McBeal. Yeah, he's creepy. And then like the, the Russian-y guy okay. from the from the painting, he's also oh, creepy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so no, I haven't rewatched it for a le- long time. I, I
0: do kind of want to watch them again now. I'm just, just talking about them.
1: When was the last time you saw the original Ghostbusters?
0: I think I've seen them in the last probably – Four or five years? Oh. Yeah. Mm.
1: There you go.
0: But no, I, 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 we're not going to do a, a review of Ghostbusters Afterlife, but I am no. going to say I really did enjoy the film.
1: I, I'd advise going yeah. to see it when it comes out yeah. also. I, yes.
0: I think it was, yeah, it was uh, a real love letter to to the the Ghostbusters films that had came, come before. Um, yeah. And then you get uh, you know actors, and they're like uh, Paul Rudd, uh, uh, you know, Sexiest Man Alive. Um, and who doesn't age? He? What? Well, no, that's not true. I think when you watch this film, you'll go, oh, 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 I think I see a wrinkle or two there. Mm, maybe. So yeah, he does. He does age. I think he just photographs very well. Um. So yeah, but uh, yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife is uh, is quite good, but yeah, do try and stay away from from spoilers as best you can. Yeah, because um, uh, yeah, I think uh, you know knowing uh, you know as little about this particular film as possible is is a good idea. Just go there and enjoy the ride.
1: Yeah, mm. it's it's nice to have a bit of um bit of surprises. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and sh- moving on, um, we saw Venom last week, which. I I mean, I wasn't a massive fan of the, the original one. I walked out of there and felt quite um, confused and disappointed and I also felt like uh, if, if you've seen uh, Upgrade, uh, which has got, um, yeah, I can't remember his name. I'm useless at this stuff. What's, <laughs> what's the guy from Venom? What's his name? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah. So there's another actor who look, looks remarkably like him.
0: Right.
1: Um, and he is in the movie Upgrade, which is doesn't have like uh, an alien embodying his body but he, he does get like a computer chip that kind of takes over his body. So it feels like if you were going to watch – Logan Marshall? Yes, that's the one. Um, if you were going to watch a movie where some kind of thing takes over your body and you've got no control and hilarity ensues as as well as, like, violence, that would be the one I would choose huh? over Venom. However, um, there is a new Venom, Venom Let There Be Carnage, mm-hmm. and... It begins in, it's like an asylum or a reform school for for naughty children, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, possibly powerful children, maybe. Uh Um, So it starts there, and um, there's a particular child there who grows up to be Woody Harrelson.
0: Cletus Cassidy.
1: Cletus Cassidy, uh, yeah, he's also a serial killer.
0: He is, yes.
1: Mm, mm. I think uh, I should leave the introduction to <laughs> you, really, because you would know these um, these particular people, wouldn't you? Uh, I,
0: I would. I was there uh, uh, for. Um, uh, the you know debut, the introduction, uh, of, of Carnage in the comics, right? Um, you know, I bought the that that, that issue where where he came into it, uh, and uh, so, but I haven't like I've got to be honest, I've got not a um encyclopedic. No, no, no. Memory? No, I've not got a, a strong connection to to Venom and Carnage. Like I, I like the characters, mm. but I'm not somebody who's kind of like, oh my god, these are fantastic characters, and yeah. I can't wait to see them. It's um, yeah the, uh, the 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 Carnage character in the comics, you know, in the, well, in fact, the Venom character in the comics and the Carnage character in the comics are very different to the ones that you see on the on the screen, um, and. Like, if you want to hear, you know, my thoughts on, uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage, uh, Diz Down Under this week. Cat and I did a, a deep dive into the movie. We didn't do any spoilers or anything like that, mm. but we just talked about it because, uh, this particular movie, uh, I'll, I'll say it up front. Like, you know, I didn't hate this movie. Um, I didn't love this movie. Um, it, you know, it's like, you know, as I said, like, I, I didn't hate it, but I, I felt, you know, disappointed. Confused? Uh, Yeah, no, it's just like the – this movie to me seemed very much like the first Venom film. So if you Mm -hmm. like the first Venom film and you want the first Venom film again, then you kind of get that in this film. Yeah. Uh, So – because it is Venom versus symbiotes. And I think in the first film he was versus several symbiotes. Yeah. But now – I
1: don't even remember how he got infected by Venom. I I don't remember the first one at all. Well, the – I just remember being disappointed.
0: Yeah. In the first Venom uh, they – like I think it was John Jameson, uh, and this this is the thing I find frustrating because that's J Jonah Jameson's son. It was on a space mission, and they find these these symbiotes. But I think the idea was to go out and find something where they could make suits out of it mm. and then travel you know, interstellar and survive. I yeah. think that was the, the billion the evil billionaires' plot was to to be able to leave Earth and and, and using these uh, symbiotes as uh, a means of doing that. Yeah. Um. But they came to Earth, and the, the symbiotes were all like, you know, oh, grr, let's kill things um and then venom uh you know he uh matched up with eddie brock and there the balance was right with symbiote and uh host in that like the symbiote wasn't going to kill uh, Eddie Brock. They were going to be able to live together.
1: Yeah, because um, they were doing lots of tests and realising that the symbiote was basically just incompatible with the host and killing the hosts.
0: Yeah, that's right, yeah. yes. Uh, and and so they became like the the Venom thing, but then I think there was something in there about Venom being a bit of a joke and not being, you know, because you think you see this big, you know, black suited thing with mm. massive teeth and big eyes and a lashing tongue, and you think, my god, that's the scariest creature in the world, that's going to be, you know, uh, that's going to kill me, but apparently in his culture, I think he was a massive joke, and that was weird. That takes power away from the, from the character, you know. Yep. Um, and and so, but they they made the character of Venom in the first film and also in the second film a very jokey kind of character. Like they were kind of going for the Deadpool kind of.
1: Y- yeah, yeah, and, and definitely in this one they ramp it up even more. Yeah, like he is the comedy relief.
0: Yeah, yeah, they 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 going with this like. Odd couple kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, but to me, it just, you know, falls a bit flat when you think because the character that I know from the comics originally was like this vicious killer that bit people's heads off. And, you know, mm. he, he was just a all out now bad guy. But then as time progressed and people f- found him like liked him and he became popular, then they turned him into the anti hero and then I like, called him the lethal protector and, you know, tried to, you know,
1: Okay. That that makes sense why he kept mentioning that
0: in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And trying to make him uh you know an antihero so it was kind of a kind of a good guy and that sort of thing. Um So that's where they're sort of going with
1: this, I suppose.
0: Well they they've gone more that they're trying to make Venom into a, a hero kind of thing, who mm. will occasionally bite someone's head off. But But
1: know. only the bad guys. Yeah,
0: only the bad guys. But it's um yeah to, to like to me it's really like not the film I want to see because the Venom film I want to see and this is the problem is that I want to see Venom as a bad guy for Spider-Man mm. and but then again I also want Spider-Man to get the suit in a secret wars kind of situation where he's on a uh, another planet and his suit gets destroyed and he finds this black suit and goes oh we, uh, we can, I'll wick that on and then he, uh like, you know, the suit starts to take him over. When he goes to bed at night, the suit will get him out and he'll be, like, you know, swinging around the city and doing stuff and then wakes up in the morning and goes, why am I still so tired? Mm. And, like, just have that oh, whole... What did
1: I eat last night? Yeah,
0: yeah, and have that whole breakdown kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, they tried to show us that in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 3 and failed miserably because they turned him into some sort of emo douche.
1: Uh-huh. I- I've never seen that. I just happened to see a clip where... He goes into a bar and is like singing, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh! Now I know why people don't like this movie. <laughs> this is so weird.
0: Yes, yeah, and so, um, I but I want to see that, like, because in the comics, um, that were drawn by Tom McFarlane, like, I want to see that stuff that I read uh, years ago, but mm. I have I haven't seen that yet, and I'm just finding that the Venom that I see is. They're popcorn films. They're, you watch it and then you'll forget about it. And I, I don't think mm. people will be talking about these Venom films in you know, a few years' time. They'll no. be kind of like the forgotten comic book movies.
1: They will be. Mm. And, I mean, the Venom, Let There Be Carnage is the actual title mm. and um, we won't go into detail into exactly how things occur, um, but this Cletus… Um, Cassidy. Cassidy um, character… Um, I. I liked his character and I could watch more of him but I think what happened in this film because I, I was trying to work, exa- work out exactly why I wasn't overly impressed by, by the film and I feel like part of it had to do with the fact that it felt like there was all this build-up and then the payoff was just not that big.
0: Mm,
1: mm. Um, I, I feel like maybe that was the thing and I can't even say that I mean you're you're talking about wanting to see the Venom movie that you want to see. Mm. That's fine but the movie has to appeal to people who have don't know anything about Venom as well yeah. and that would be me and it's not appealing to me either. However, it has been very popular. The original Venom film was quite popular with people but again it is, like you say, a popcorn movie. People go and see it, they enjoy it. And that's it. It's, yeah. it's got no longevity whatsoever. And the same with this film. And I have to say, Michelle Williams, what are you doing?
0: She doesn't. It doesn't look like she's even. She's just. She's not
1: even interested in being there. She's, she's like a, like, um, yeah. well, I need a check. Yep, just so, take the check. That's all. Um, I'll hang out for the check. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was. It it felt like. What is the point of her even being in this film at all? And it's because she's there as a dangling carrot for something. Yeah. But it's like. It just felt like so not thought out. Mm.
0: And the role she played is pretty much the same role yeah. in, in this film as it was in the previous film. Yeah. And so there's there's no, yeah. Progress. It, it's just uh, the Venom and, and Brock are the same uh The, the Michelle Williams character is the same. Um, the only thing they've introduced is they've introduced, uh, Carnage Mm. and then like they've introduced another, um, another character, uh, to play his, his girlfriend. So they've tried to take a character that is, you know, a serial killer that. You know, all they kind of live for is, you know, killing and humanize the character to, mm. you know, give him some sort of justification for, for what he's doing. Uh, and so, so Nomi Harris plays, uh, Shrike, Shriek, who's her, who's his love interest. But the, for me, the, the, the film just seemed, um, really disjoint because it's, it's only 90 minutes long mm. and you kind of, you know, the film starts and you get, you know, a bit of backstory about, uh, Cletus, um, yeah. and, and Shriek. Um, and then you get back into, okay, so Eddie's, you know, living by himself and dealing with having a venom as his symbiote and everything like that. Mm. Um, and so, but then like, you know, thing, things happen and the, the, the second and the, uh, the, the first and second act are like, just all over the place, and then all mm. of a sudden, you're in the third act.
1: I, yeah. So when I left, I try. I, I thought maybe it's because it felt disjointed. It's the best. It, it's it's almost like um, they've got the storyboard in front of them. They've got the main points. They've gone and made those mo- main points. In film form, and they've forgotten that they need to relate to each other, mm, or mm. there needs to like. I understand there is some kind of a thread. I get it, but it just feels like there were three people making three different films, and then they just married them together. So none of it really feels like cohesive. Mm. It it just there were a lot of laugh out loud moments. I have to admit, I, I don't know if you laughed, but I found a lot of the things that Venom said quite funny. Mm. Um, when I did understand him, because occasionally I didn't understand him, because I'm old. Yeah.
0: He does sound a lot like Bane. He's got like, yeah, has yeah. got that. I've uh, got a very deep voice, and I'm going to talk like this.
1: Yeah, it's- so it is difficult, but um, yeah, it's lackluster, and I kind of feel like it's been made to progress something else, and you know what I'm <laughs> talking about there, uh, but we won't go there. Um, but I really feel like that's the only reason it's been created. And I feel like it's an afterthought. Like I think they thought about that after they made the first one. I don't think they made the first mm. one thinking they were going to make that connection. Yeah. I, I this think, makes no sense to people yeah, who haven't seen it. But yeah, anyway.
0: I, I think the, um, uh, yeah, I, I just think the, the, the film – might have been affected by COVID because I think some of it might have been filmed in COVID, mm-hmm. and that might have you know cut the budget or, or or cut what they could do. Yeah. Um. But even like, because there there are post credit scenes in the in the film, mm. and the post credit scene to me, there's
1: just one. Yeah. But yeah.
0: It, it seemed really um cheap. Made Like you mm-hmm. could, I don't think you could make a scene any cheaper than they made that scene.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: And as, a, as a, a, a postscript it was an important, you know, scene to see. Yeah. But I was going, well, that was a really disappointing scene.
1: I understand why it's there and I'm happy it's there but I just felt like the whole movie uh, was just there to, to service that. Mm, mm. So I don't know. I'm I'm gonna give it two and a half um, Mars bars.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Again, I'm gonna give it two two and a half um, uh, chickens. Um, Because like when when I was reviewing the film Mm. uh, on Disneyland, that cat was like, "Wow, you're really angry." But it was. I'm not angry. No, I'm just disappointed. Yeah, that's
1: right. It's not anger. It's yeah. disappointing. Yeah, it's, it's disappointment. It's
0: disappointing. Um, and uh, I, I, I'm hoping at some point in time we get to see Venom with the spider on his chest. yeah. Because yeah. that's the thing. Every time I see that character, I'm just going, "You're not Venom because you're missing mm. the spider on your chest." It's
1: almost like a completely different character altogether. Mm. Yeah. It's. I'm. I'm going to play the trailer, um, and just to give people a taste because honestly I think a lot of people will still go and see it and enjoy the heck out
0: of well, I mean, it because well,
1: that is what happened with the first one yeah, they yeah. it had a lot of fans We're
0: not saying it's like not going to be enjoyable like it's 90 minutes long as well if you don't enjoy the film it's going to be over soon anyway yeah. but
1: I still enjoyed it yeah. I just don't I just didn't see the function of it
0: Yeah that's right it's yeah, really hard to describe
1: <laughs> what I'm talking about but anyway here's the trailer anyway <laughs> I say either You I say either I say neither And I say neither Either, either, either neither, neither, neither
0: Neither Neither Let's call the whole thing off ta Catch up Excuse me Yummy Good evening, Eddie. Hey, Mrs. Chen. Good evening,
1: Venom. I'm saying hi, Mrs. Chen. He says hi.
0: One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. I've been thinking about you, Eddie. Two can be as bad as one. It's the loneliest number. Because you and I are the same. Every decision we ever make. Who do we leave behind, and how do we leave them, waiting in the darkness for the rescuer who never comes? Welcome back, Eddie Brock. It's been a long time. Miss you so much.
1: chaos.
0: Chaos.
1: Soon come. is
0: the loneliest number that you ever did. The
1: chocolate delivery hasn't arrived
0: yet. No! We had a deal.
1: What's going to happen? You're going to stop protecting me?
0: I am happy to eat, Mrs Chen. No, no, you cannot eat, Mrs Chen.
1: What? Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) So I had this idea that I'm going to run past you even though you can't (laughs) access your IMDb. But I was like, um, it'd be really interesting to go into our own personal IMDb. Oh, okay. (sighs) Um recent history just to see what we were searching recently oh. but you can't do that because you're you're having issues getting into imdb I, for some reason, I don't know. So that really doesn't work at all.
0: Yeah. Every time I go and search for anything, I just go, I get network error and it's kind of like update. It doesn't
1: even work on your phone either? Nah,
0: it's like uh, my iPad goes like update your operating system and it's like, uh, I think it's up to 14.55 now and mine's at 12 point something and it's oh. like, yeah, you're up to date. That's as up to date as you get, my friend. No more date for you. You're up it. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, well... My most recently looked at, um, history is the morning show because we talked off air about how we've both finished the second season. And I was surprised that it was the end of the season. It didn't feel like a season ender for me. Um, but you were saying it felt like one to you. But, um, yeah, this is Morning Wars here in Australia, the morning show over in America. You guys have been talking about it recently. Um, with with Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, um, Billy Crudup, who is just so cool in this TV series. I've really enjoyed watching him. Um, and you've got Jay Duplass as well in this um, TV show. Sorry, not film. Um, but, yeah, I, I just didn't feel it, it. It was an interesting start to the series because they kind of dealt with um, they showed the shutdown of New York, mm. With no one on the streets, and then they said three months earlier, and then they've led up to it and had things happen, and then COVID was slowly starting to be mm. introduced, 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 and like it, yeah, started to explode, and it kind of have has ended, ended, kind of when when COVID hype was at its kind of peak, just before things went mental. So,
0: but yeah, but yeah. you're right about the um. They started the series with the empty streets of New York, mm. and then they finished the series where you know you've got one of the main characters has has COVID, um, but you don't get to see that that bookend of like the lockdown of New York and yeah. and, and the streets being emptied and, and the the you know, you're starting to see it. But you saw not-
1: the madness at the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it just didn't feel like a a an end of the season for me. So I was quite. Shocked. I was like, oh, oh, okay. So, um, I, I enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to the next season. It'll be interesting to see where they go from there. Um, but yeah, I just didn't, it felt like a bit of a letdown then.
0: Yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting, uh, though, obviously because you got the, your first season of Morning War, mm. um, where you had, uh, you know, Steve Carell's character of Mitch, um, uh, you know, he thinks he's just doing, uh, what doing the right thing? Mm. Like, he doesn't see any problem. He thinks everything's consensual, doesn't understand the power dynamics in a relationship where you're a white. Uh, rich uh, man who hosts a TV show and you know uh, giving you certain favors could potentially help with people's careers and stuff like that so mm. people might be more amiable to do things they might not necessarily want to do uh, and then you know the repercussions of that him being you know losing his job and getting cancelled and yep. all those kind of things um, and then like in this uh, season he is in Italy uh, which was obviously you know a choice because Italy being the second place where COVID started to, to really hit mm. um it made you know uh, dramatic sense to to place a character there yeah uh, but then he was doing like some real soul searching and mm. um you know trying to become a better person yeah which is interesting with uh you know in real life you know w- you know with um harvey weinstein and people like that we just see them as scum of the earth and they're irredeemable but it's interesting to see them trying to redeem the, the character yeah um i don't know the But it was interesting like he's trying to be redeemed but then you look at the environment he's trying to be redeemed in and it's this expensive-as-hell house in Italy Mm. that looks amazing that any of us would… Like
1: Como or something. Yeah, any Mm -hmm. of us
0: would give our left arm to to spend some time there. Mm. So you're kind of like, you know, he's trying to be good and and that sort of thing but then he's like living this still lavish lifestyle. Yeah, there's a
1: disconnect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You do get introduced to… Paolo, uh, Paola, uh, Lambroschini. Yeah, I totally messed that up, but, um, she is played brilliantly by Valerina Golino, who is, she's of Italian descent, but I think she also has Spanish. One of her parents might be Spanish. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But anyway, a lot of people may remember her from Rain Man. She was the uh, boyfriend, uh, sorry, the girlfriend of Tom Cruise's character. So as soon as I saw her on screen, I knew exactly who she was. Her voice is very recognizable mm-hmm. to me. And I really enjoyed watching her. And I, I, I sort of was enjoying Steve Carell's arc, um, or Mitch's arc yeah. in, in this season, but also it was interesting to see Alex's arc as well mm, because mm. I think I I really don't like her at all uh, and she's also trying to get better but I don't think she really is like well, I don't I don't know
0: I I think she is in um the the first season and the second season she. Is still putting on the face of the Alex uh, from the TV show, mm. so she doesn't want to break the, uh, the the facade, facade that she has created. Yeah, and I think this whole second season is working up to her being more real of a person mm. uh, in in front of the camera. Um, and and so that's why I, th- I think like when you get to that final episode and she's doing stuff on camera that she hasn't done before, yeah. that you are getting to see more of the real personality coming through. Yeah. And then, you know, that – Will, uh, probably end up being a thing where you're going to have some people that, you know, love her for it and some people will hate her for it, thinking that they've been deceived mm-hmm. in this persona that she's played on TV for the last, you know, 15 years or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so I think you're seeing some real, like, I mean, you're seeing some real character development in the characters, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, Bradley's character played by Reese Witherspoon, um, her, character, you're kind of getting into a bit of maybe uh, soap opera territory there with yep. her brother coming in as a – former drug addict and her, her dad obviously was an addict as well, which led to, um, you know, him dying because of his addiction. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's interesting kind of, um, you know, social uh, commentary they're doing there.
1: I was kind of bored by her character development this yeah, season. Yeah,
0: yeah, but it needed to be, uh, I think it needed to be more focused on, you know, maybe the story getting out. You know the, 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 how she got the show in the first place, yeah. and, and those kind of things, which are, they do, they do, you know, broach. But I think they could have made more of that.
1: Yeah.
0: But, but there's always that. um The reason that Alex loses her mind in this season is the fact that there's a book coming out that's going to reveal things about her relationship with Mitch mm. that were going to be, you know, uh possibly
1: looked at poorly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. And uh, it, it's just interesting how all these things are actually, you know, dealt with. But I must admit, like, yeah, I. I mean, I enjoy um, Reese Witherspoon's character and I enjoy Jennifer Aniston's character, but it is um, the uh, uh, what's his name's character, Mitch. not Mitch. No, no. Um, Jay Plus. No, uh, I'll get there in the end. <laughs> um, what's his face? The Billy Crudup. Billy Crudup. I, I think his is the best. Every time he's on screen, I know it's interesting.
1: He's so captivating. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. him. He's he's so good in that.
0: Yeah. So I mean, Corey. Yeah, I'm just interested to see what, what. I mean, he's done comic book characters in the past, I know, but yep. eventually he's going to do a Marvel character, and I'm interested to see what what Marvel character he does. Uh,
1: yes. Um, going down the list of things, um, on my IMD, obviously you've got Ghostbusters Afterlife, um, and the 2016 Ghostbusters I looked at recently as well, mm-hmm. um. Bryce's favourite Ghostbusters movie, even though everybody else seems to hate it. I still kind of like it, but well,
0: the, anyway. The, the, uh, we, we spoke about this uh, last night. Uh, actually, the, well, we'll, we'll speak about that later on because we yes. went to the new Karen Up cinema, so put a pin in that. Yes, but, we'll put a pin in it. But the ghost the Ghostbusters thing I'll, I'll mention now, Yeah. the reason I think that the, the, the Ghostbusters, um, the one that was a reboot with uh, an all-female cast, didn't work is... Is because it's not set in the Ghostbusters universe. It's not. It's set in a universe where the Ghostbusters never existed. Yeah. And so they're doing all the things that was done in the first film, but they're, it's just doing it again, but with a female cast. Yeah. So if they had actually set that film in the Ghostbusters universe where the Ghostbusters had existed and these, Women had been uh, inspired by the Ghostbusters mm. to, you know, the, the Ghostbusters were tired or whatever. Yeah. And they'd, you know, taken up the mantle because they, they saw there was a threat. Then you can, you know, link everything back and get some of this nostalgia going and then probably have a more cohesive movie. Yeah. The fact that it was a complete reboot and they were starting from scratch yep. didn't do that movie any favors. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, well, I still liked it. <laughs> um, <laughs> didn't love it. But anyway, you get that. Um, the other night, I couldn't sleep because I kept trying to think. Um, I don't know why it came into my head, but Goodwill Hunting, and I was trying to figure out: was it ever clear whether Ben Affleck and Matt Damon really wrote that for sure? Because there was a lot of rumours that they didn't, but they did. I, I <laughs> went through a very big rabbit hole. Um, to find out that they indeed were the 100% writers of that movie and I also found out that um, Matt Damon went to Harvard. Oh. I did not know that. You didn't know that either. No. So he's a Harvard Harvard boy. <laughs> um, So that was interesting deep hole that I went into. I, w- I looked at Midnight Special which is a movie that came out a few years ago, it had Michael Shannon in it because I was thinking about Michael Shannon. And I was like, "Oh yeah, that movie. I liked that movie, Mayor of Kingstown." Um, there was an advertisement for it. Mm-hmm. I think it's on Paramount or Stan.
0: Yes, it's one one of those. Maybe binge, possibly. Uh,
1: not binge. I'm
0: binge. No, okay.
1: No, because I saw a big billboard and I'm like, "Oh, Jeremy Renner. Hello, what is this? Uh, I don't know anything about it, but it's got Jeremy Renner and um Diane Weiss in it and." Kyle Chandler as well, so I was intrigued. Uh, Moana, watched it recently with mm-hmm. my son um, and then went through a, a deep dive into, like, the music. Uh, yeah. Ted Levine, does this name ring a bell for you at all?
0: Ted Levine, no. Uh,
1: he played uh, Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Yeah, Paddington is the one I looked at previous to that just to see who was in it because we watched it on um, – I, I finally got Bryce to watch it with me. So there you go. That's my recent history. Excellent. Yeah. It's very cool. You can't look at yours.
0: Well, uh, recently on IMDB I've searched for nothing because uh, my IMDB <laughs> doesn't work. Um, I, I did search on Want Tomatoes today for the uh, the scores for uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife mm. um, and they were good. So, yeah, there's that. Fresh. Um, mm, mm. Was certified fresh. Okay. <laughs> um, Something else that was certified fresh was when we went to see the movie yesterday, we went to the new Karen Up Hoyt's, um, cinemas. And, uh, that was fresh as, cause that cinema's only just been opened and it yeah. still had new cinema smell. Yeah. Um, and it was really good. We saw it on one of their, like, um, you know, extreme, extreme screens. screens. Um, and it was, it was big. It was big. Massive. Um, and it was bold and it had some sound going on there. And I think they must have like bass speakers uh, mm. like underneath all the rows of seats because there were certain bassy notes that uh, when, it, when it went on the screen, you could feel a rumble going through your seat. Mm. Um, and that was kind of nice. I liked it.
1: <laughs> um, bit, of, bit of a massage yeah, at the same time.
0: Yeah. Uh, but the um, – because have you ever done any of those like uh, 4D mm, things? No. no. So like, – in my travels around theme parks, occasionally you'll uh, come in contact with a a 4D kind of uh, movie experience and – Usually uh, the, these 4D experiences, you'll sit in these, these custom-made uh, chairs and there'll be like a little um, a s- sprinkler things in front of you that can squirt water at you and the um, a couple of them we've sat in, they've got a little um, hole in the back of the chair that you can't really notice when you sit down but occasionally you'll get like poked in the back and stuff. Oh, my uh, God,
1: I and, do not want to sign up for that.
0: Um, and uh, and sometimes the chairs will move a little bit and, and that sort of thing as well. So um, the... the There's those kind of uh, experiences that you get in theme parks, but then there's the 4DX uh, cinema experiences where – they've you watch a movie say you know bond or something like that um and in certain uh scenes the chair will be be moving uh with the the movie to um you know simulate flying or something like that mm. and then you get a blast of air and it'll be a more kind of immersive experience um but we haven't got that here in perth yet They got thing i got in the eastern states but uh, we, we haven't got that here but the the new Karen Up, um cinemas I thought very nice. Very like,
1: flash. They even had like the, the seat with the, the lifty bit.
0: Yep, yep. yep. You got uh, recliners. That's the word I'm yeah. looking for.
1: Thank you very much, sir. No worries. Uh, it's very flash there. I don't know if I've ever been to Karen Up shops to be honest because I'm a Southie. Yeah. Um, it's not somewhere I've been before other than uh, like a car boot sale I did like 20 years ago or something. Yeah. Um, it's very flash.
0: It, it is. And they've,
1: uh, I know they've just flashed it up oh. but it's very much like Carousel where they've got a lot of restaurants, they've got a holy mm. moly, they've got like an arcade thing going on um, and they've got obviously shops but it's a, it's a weird facade. Like it's almost like the shops are completely hidden in
0: this box. Well, the thing is, is it, it, it is an old um, shopping centre mm. and it, it did look terrible before. Right. It did on the outside it still doesn't look great to be honest with you. But, but it looks new. It looks new. But on the inside uh, where it counts I suppose uh, <laughs> it's um, it does look quite good. I mean when you walk into the um, you, you you park um, next to where the, the cinema is mm. and so when you're parking uh, you, you drive down to get into the car park but it's weird because where we entered you drove down and then up and then around and it's, it's very uh, like if you you got a carousel everything's like you go uh, up the ramp and around and then up another ramp and around and whereas here it was like down and up and around a corner and around a bend and up and over and it was it was just like
1: <laughs> and it was very enclosed as well yeah. that like all of a sudden you go into this tunnel and you're like Where am I driving to? I thought I was going to in a car park and I feel like I'm, you know, getting diverted Mm. to like underneath the English Channel or something.
0: Yeah. And it was cool for us because it was, there was literally no other cars there. Like I I think like all the other shoppers had gone. Yeah. And so it was cool to be able to just drive around and navigate it. I would hate to think what it's like if there is like lots of cars and lines. Oh, but um, we we got, we went and parked uh, near the the closest place, part to the Hoyts. And, there was a someone's car there that was uh, done up like a Ghostbusters car, Ecto. 1B, uh, and uh, they had the Ghostbusters logo on the side, and that was really cool. Uh, and then we went into the cinema, and the first thing that hit me was the sweet smell of like um, ice, cream ice cream, and candy, and mm. stuff like that. I was go, that's really nice. I like that. And then you go up the es- uh, the escalator to the next level, and then that's where you're the holy moly and the strike and everything like that is. Mm. And then the Lux, uh, which is the deluxe um, Hoyt cinema, is to the side of where the entrance to Hoyt's is. Oh, I I did not see
1: that. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 I did see that,
0: yeah. a, a lie. And then uh, you walk into the main part where you can you know go to the uh, terminals and buy your tickets because humans don't actually sell tickets anymore um, and then you can you know, go and buy your, your candy and stuff like that or, well, go and self-serve yourself some candy and then go and purchase that uh, from a real-life human, human being. Yeah, yes. A real-life human being. Um, but they don't
1: trust you with that yet.
0: No, no. They did have a bar there. Like it was quite a big bar area. Did you yeah, see that? Yeah, yeah. It looks fully stocked. with. The, the spirit-y kind of stuff as well. Mm. Finally, they're treating us like adults when we go to the cinema.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's quite an experience. If you're down that way um, and you want to have a bit of a plush experience, especially if you go to the extreme screen, mm. it's mm. it's very, very impressive. and No one is paying us to advertise this, by the way. We just happen to be quite impressed. You know what happened to me last night? I know it's completely um, ridiculous, but when the person who drove out in front of me um, – I ended up driving behind them on the freeway for a bit and, you know, I live quite a distance away from Karen up yep. and I thought wouldn't it be funny if he's like, you know, he, he'll he'll leave at some point. Anyway, I went around him but I could still see him in the, behind me because he had only one headlight so <sighs> I knew exactly who he was and – I turned off on my turn off, and he turned off. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me! <sighs> and then I turned off onto the exit into my estate, and he turned off there as well. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me! <laughs> it was like he he lived in the like not in my estate, but in another another one. But I was like, I never go to Karen up ever. And then this person like is basically all the way. Wow, that's weird. Lives around the corner from yeah. me. So weird. <laughs> um. It's weird how those things happen. Uh, not weird, just it's a, just a thing. Okay, huh. I don't know. Anyway, um, we have to think of some other stuff to come up with and talk about. But anyway, will we well back in a sec? Uh, what's that? Back in a sec, maybe.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, yeah
1: we'll just have we'll just have a moment. <laughs> Station sponsor.
0: So after the uh, the, the film uh, last night. Uh, cat and I drove, drove home and uh, got some food. And, uh, the, the intention was to get home, uh, stick on, uh, Disney plus and watch the first two episodes of Hawkeye. And we did exactly that. So it was, it was great. Like a really good night. Like be able to see, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife and then get home and watch the first episodes of a new Marvel show. Mm. So, uh, and I was really excited because the, um, the 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 storyline for the new Hawkeye TV show is based on this Hawkeye comic that I'd uh, read quite a while back, uh, where it's Hawkeye living in New York and he tended to be living on the like, you know, not the 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 classiest side of town, it's more mm. the, the rough and tumble side of town and his dealings with uh, you know, the the scum of the earth there, just though you're just helping out people in the uh, the building that he lives in. Mm. Um and he uh in the the comic he's uh teaming up with Kate Bishop who is the younger uh the younger girl who takes on the mantle of Hawkeye as well so there's the the, the two hawkeyes and in uh in the show obviously in the comics uh Clint Barton is not a married man with three kids yeah but in the movies, he is a married man with three kids. So they had to figure out some way to have him in New York without the, the kids um, and then be able to team him up with uh, Kate Bishop. And they did, you know, a really good job of that um, because obviously Kate Bishop is a new character that we haven't seen before. Mm. So you've got to give some backstory and context to the character to to make it understandable for why she be teaming up with you know this older guy, yeah. um, and not make it creepy because that's the that's a big issue when you have a young girl and an older guy. It can be creepy, mm-hmm. um, but you know. Hawkeye's already got that uh, that history of being able to team up with a a, f- a female character, yeah. and have it be they're just completely mates. platonic, exactly, completely yeah. platonic. black, uh, w- black widow,
1: <laughs> black widow, yeah,
0: they're they're just they're just mates. They've got history as far as like you know surviving together. Yeah, but that's as far he's as he's a committed
1: goes. family man.
0: He, he is. He's a committed family man. Um, and and so uh, in this the the first episode is very much a uh, Kate Bishop origin story episode. Mm. Um, as far as not her becoming up to a superhero, but her like why she is capable of. You know, uh, fighting and do using the arrows and doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. You know, she had an experience back during the Battle of New York, and um, she sees something that that influences her as a child, and then that leads her to pursue a life where she's dedicated to make sure she can defend herself and other people. Mm. Um. With arrows. With arrows, yes, yeah. <laughs> Hawkeye is in New York uh, because he's having like a bit of a Christmas vacation with his kids, and he's just doing all those kind of New York things. Yeah, uh, he goes and sees a musical because you're in New York, that's what you do. And he goes and sees a musical called Rogers, the Musical, and <laughs> it's a uh, it's a musical about Steve Rogers, but ostensibly it's a you know all the Avengers are there and everything like yeah, that. So yeah. you get to see. This really crappy version of a musical like with some really horrible suits yeah. and it's great. It's really, <laughs> really good. Uh, I do hope that uh, they, they take this on board and they get Lin-Manuel Miranda to do a proper version of Rodgers the Musical <laughs> uh, with with decent suits and everything like that. Um so, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, that was, that was really good to see his dynamic with his kids and stuff. Cause obviously we you know, we're introduced to his kids in, um, Age of Ultron, yeah. saw them briefly, uh, then in, uh, uh, do they? They disappeared in Endgame. Yeah, they disappeared in Endgame. Yeah, that's right. So disappeared in Endgame, then came back at the end of Endgame. Yeah, uh, blah blah blah. But you don't really get to see him interacting with his family that much. So mm-hmm. this first episode gives you the opportunity to see that, um, and then it's like uh, the second episode where the the kind of meat of the story starts. But we're still like the first two episodes. I can understand why they uh, they had them back to back because um, you want to get. Into the story proper, but the first episode is is so much a, a, a Kate Bishop episode. Yeah. But I'm really I'm really happy. I'm really into it, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how, how the rest of the series pans out.
1: Well, I'm interested to see it because unlike some people, I quite like the character of Hawkeye. Um, some people are, are not overly interested in him; they don't get him. But I don't know what it is. I, I think it's Jeremy Renner. I think. If it was not for him, I think it would be not an interesting character.
0: Yeah, I think he's a, he's a great character because he's got the the dramatic chops and he's also can do the comedic stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, and the
1: action he's he's yeah. he a whole package.
0: He can do the action, so he he's really good. Um, and. Uh, I just uh, – I'm enjoying the, the fact that, like, you know, as far as the Avengers go, he's always been kind of mocked that, mm-hmm. you know, or you've got you know, a super soldier, a guy in an iron suit, a god, um, and then the super spies. Uh, like you know, Black Widow has her own, like, appeal because of, you know, the character design and what she can yeah. do. And, and that's the thing where he, he fires arrows. So he's always the one that everyone looks down on. Mm. And so they're kind of, you know, subtly dealing with that in this, this series as well. Mm. So yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see see what how the, the character turns out and whether you know because he pretty much retired at the end of Endgame as well. So yeah, um, it's gonna be interesting to see like you know, how things progress with him. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Sorry, I have nothing else to add. You
0: have nothing because else
1: to I've add? W- I, I, I was just trying to think of things that I've seen. Um, I'm, I'm trying to watch Ted Lasso with with Chris because mm-hmm. he's not seen it. So we've finished the first season. All right. Um, and we're going to rewatch. well, I'm going to rewatch the second season with him. But uh, I'm going to – take a suggestion from Will Anderson and he thinks the proper way to watch season two is to watch the Christmas episode first, mm-hmm. um, almost as a completely separate to the rest of the series. Right. Then watch the series but skip the beard episode. Right. And watch that as a bonus at the end. Oh, okay. Because during the season, um, you know, obviously they have – I don't want to ruin things, but there's an episode where Beard's like, oh, I'm just going to go out on the town. Um, I'm not going to go home on the bus. Um, and then you see him the next morning and you wonder, oh, I wonder what's happened the mm. night before. That's kind of why Will Anderson thinks you should watch it last almost as, as a bonus. Right. Um, because it kind of doesn't fit in with the, the rest of the train Mm. and he thinks, you know, if you remove that you can concentrate more on Nate's story um, and watching that development of that arc without being distracted by the cheesy Christmas episode and – and Beards episode. Hmm. So that's how we're going to watch season two, um, as per directed by, by Will Anderson. So other than that and Morning Wars, I really haven't been watching anything else. Um, I have for the first time ever signed up for a Patreon, um, with a podcast. Oh, yes. So I've been listening to podcasts for uh, a very, very long time when they first kind of became not even popular. People were like, what's a podcast? I mean people still do say that to you but by and large there's like th- millions of podcasts now so it, it's not like it used to be. So I've been listening to things for a long time and thought about being a Patreon but this is the first time I'm like, yeah, I'm on, all on board and it's for a podcast called True Crime and Cocktails and um, it's it, – hosted partially by a lady called Lauren Ash who plays um, Dina in Superstore. Mm -hmm. So she's like a hardcore like into true crime and she does this um, podcast with her cousin Christy who researches like no – like I've stopped listening to a lot of other true crime podcasts because I'm like, well, Christy's just going to do it better. (laughs) So it's got uh, – they're really long episodes. They're like three hours long sometimes, uh, really, really in-depth but also really funny, Mm. so I've become like a Patreon so I can be – involved in like live casts and like I, I woke up really early so I could be live, watching them live, have a conversation and they get people into those conversations. Mm-hmm. So their next one is like 5.30 in the morning on Monday morning and I'm going to set my alarm in hopes that they, I'm going to be like, pick me, pick <laughs> me and then I can talk to Lauren Ash and, and Christy and I'll be like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> so um I laughed, well, yeah, I laugh very hard at that. But anyway, have you, have you watched yeah. Only
0: Murders in the Building?
1: No, watch I it. it's it, I've been told to yeah. watch it. It's on Stars, part of part of Disney. So yes, yeah. I must. But anyway, um, if you're listening live to Radio Fremantle, we're going to finish off with, of course, Ghostbusters. What else would we be finishing off with? Um, but uh, yeah, join us next week. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture.